Well, Pittsburgh Penguins are back in the win column. They end their four-game losing streak, go up to TD Garden, take down the Boston Bruins 4-2. That's now their second straight victory at TD Garden. It's hard enough to get one up there. Now they just got two in a row. Before last year, they had not won in Boston almost a decade. I have a full game recap coming up right after this drop with Brad Marchand's antics, Tristan Jari's continued excellence, Sidney Crosby's 499th goal, and a whole lot more. Your Locked On Penguins. Your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, welcome to this Tuesday evening episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. You want to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow this show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. That is Bet Online, where the game starts. So it wasn't pretty, you know, the Penguins plays. It's been mediocre over the last few weeks, but they still get the win today, four to two over the Boston Bruins, who had a pretty good month of um, uh, January. I believe uh, what Steve Mears said on the broadcast, 11-4-1 and four and one, um, before the All-Star break. So, you know, this was a pretty good team coming into tonight. You know, they got off to a great start. The Penguins did not have their legs at all, did not pass the vibe check. And I said that was going to be important, but this was one of those 5 or 10% times where they actually skate away with the victory despite looking like absolute crap uh, the first five, 10 minutes. Hell, they looked like crap for that entire first period. But, you know, they, the team was able to regroup, you know, Tristan especially. He let, let, let in two goals, but I'm not really going to blame him for those. And then they had a much better second period, even though they were still outshot again. But they were actually, you know, scoring on their – just their when they were counterpunching, they were scoring, I think is what I was trying to say. Um, but, you know, I think the biggest storyline to come out of this game, I'm just going to address it right here, um, is Brad Marchand's, you know, classless uh, – basically a, a joke – um, is what that was. Um, it's four to two with less than a minute left. The game's over, and Tristan Jari makes a couple dazzling saves. And you're going in there, punching him in the mass, putting your stick right up to him. And you know, this is who Brad Marchand is. You can honestly make the comparison of him to Tom Wilson at this point. It's two different ways because you know, Wilson he always just you know had a lot of dirty hits, right? And you know, for the last year, he's actually cleaned up his act. A little bit. I'm not, I mean, here, again, I'm not defending Tom Wilson here. I still think he's a stain usually all the time just for what he's done. But, you know, he's been better as of late than Brad Marchand. But Marchand, tonight he was just a freaking moron. And, you know, those antics, it's it's Bush League. Um, you, you know, you don't even see that kind of crap in house league hockey when you're 11 or 12 years old. It's just, there, there's there, he, someone like that has no respect for the other players in the game. And I understand that Brad Marchand is a troll. You know, I get it. That's what he does. They call him the little ball of hate in quotation marks in Boston. You know, I don't really care about that nickname. And, you know, I I don't think I've seen any Bruins fans defending him at this point. I mean, how could you? I've seen a couple say like, well, what did Tristan say to him? And it's like, it doesn't matter. You, You don't do that. And especially with his history. How many times has this guy gotten suspended for a bunch of classless garbage. I mean, it's it, it's I, I I can't even name the number because it's probably more than 10. 
um, at this point. And, you know, with that kind of play, when the game is over, skate away. You're making yourself look like a complete ass, excuse my language, when you do stuff like that. You know, early on in the game, when Sid's trying to go get a stick, he's basically preventing him from doing that, which is textbook interference, which is not called. And it's like, again, I understand that his point is to be a troll. And, you know, he's just doing that to gain a reaction out of people. But, you know, it's just, it's crap like that where, you know, he's just someone, like, he has no respect for the game. And, you know, I I, kind of laughed it off at the time. But when I thought about it, I was just like, I mean, really? I mean, he needs to be suspended. I mean, you know, and it's funny because he did all of this and they don't even know the status on their captain, Patrice Bergeron. I really hope he is okay. It was really just an unfortunate incident with Sidney Crosby where their sticks got tangled and he flew backwards, hit his head hard on the boards. Hopefully that is not a concussion or anything like that. I got really scared um, when I saw that. But, you know, Again, I just don't understand how people defend, you know, this player. You know, he has proven time and time again how classlessly he is, how he doesn't care about the other players. Um, this should be a long suspension. I mean, I would throw at least 10 games at him with his history, with what he has done, you know, the licking incident, the spearing, all this other garbage that he has, you know, I shouldn't even say gone away with because he's been punished for it. This needs to be another one where he is thrown the book. You know, he needs, I I don't know if he's going to get Matt cooked, probably not because he is a superstar player, but honestly, he should. There's no place in the, in the game for crap like that. And, you know, he continues to prove time and time again, how dirty and how much of a joke he is in the NHL. And, And don't get me wrong. He is a top 10 to top 15 player in the league. He absolutely is. And I have no problem saying that. You know, if you can't admit that someone's talented while also saying that they're dirty, um, you know, I I think you're just basically a homer um, at that point, you know, and I try my best to be as as objective as I can on this show. But, you know, at the end of the day, you can be, you can have as much talent in the world, but when you're just being a complete idiot on the ice and you're basically being a troll for the sake of being a troll and hurting your team, it's going to come back to bite you in the butt. And that's exactly what's going to happen here when he hopefully gets a long suspension. And again, I hope Bergeron is 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 okay. But if he's out for a little while too, and Marshan's out for a bit with that suspension, you know, suddenly maybe the Eastern Conference playoff race could get a little interesting because right now uh, there is no one that's even in range uh, to get to the Bruins. You know, they have games in hand on almost everyone um, overall. But, you know, if those two players are, you know, out for a little bit, again, hopefully not with Bergeron. I wish him the best. I just hope he doesn't have a concussion. You know, suddenly, you know, things could get a little bit interesting there. Um, I did see the news, obviously, that Tuka Rask retire, is going to retire. I think one of the top five goalies of this generation. I have no problem saying that. He was always underappreciated um, by their fans and all that. But I just, I wanted to lead off the podcast, starting with that, since I think that was the biggest story of this game. Tristan Jari is right behind. I'm going to get to him coming up here in in the second segment, but I mean, it's just, it's a joke. I mean, I, I I try, I, I, I tried to be again, as objective as I can. I I call out stuff when I can as well, but you know, there's just, that's Bush league stuff and there's no place for it when, you know, you're trying to grow the game even more with this sport. And you know, when new casual fans see that crap, they're not going to want to watch. They're going to be like, wow, you know, is this what happens on an every night basis with, with other players? Or, <clears throat> excuse me, is this just a one-time thing? Which, you know, usually it is. You don't see players out there 
being complete morons. But, you know, tonight you saw Brad Marchand return to his old ways or his usual ways, and, you know, it's going to cost his team. Remember, he got a match penalty for all that crap, which means that's going to be an automatic suspension unless Commissioner Gary Bettman overturns that. I'm sure he probably won't. It's going to go to the Department of Player Safety with George Peros. He will have a hearing. I'm guessing it's going to be an in-person hearing. They're going to offer him one. Um, even if he declines it um, and they have the hearing over Zoom, remember, he can still be suspended for over five games. If they if they were only offering him a phone hearing, it's five or less games. But I can't see the DOPS just giving him only a phone hearing. With how much history he has, please, for the love of God, do not screw this up. You want to send a message to the rest of the league, you suspend this player for a long time. And, you know, 10 games even for him is probably a long time. But you do what needs to be done to order to tell the rest of the players this is unacceptable and, you know, someone could have really gotten hurt with that. You know, I, I, I'm honestly surprised that Tristan, uh, as of right now, um, they have not come out and said that he is hurt. So just very annoyed by that. You know, it was a great game overall. But, you know, Brad Marshall, because, you know, he has to be mad for no freaking reason just, you know, has to take over the game and just be a troll because that's who he is. But, you know, that's that wraps up my thoughts on the Brad Marchand situation and what I think um, the, the Department of Player Safety should do. Coming up in the next segment, we're going to go into Tristan Jari's um, stellar performance, Sidney Crosby's 499th goal, what went in to that one, and just overall Danton Heinen finally coming back out of his shell as well. But before we do that, Got beard, get primal. And yes, you heard me right. Got beard, get primal. If you or someone you care about has a beard, it needs to get primal. Maybe you're that guy who's never considered the benefits of treating your beard with product. Primal Origin Oils will stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. The products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients and with low impact on our planet. Primal Origin Oils makes balms, oils, and whipped butter that are renowned as the best steel and beard products available. All products are fair trade certified and handcrafted in the United States. The combo kits make a great holiday gift, and if you're shopping for yourself, you will be glad you did. Hey, heck, guys. Valentine's Day is coming up. Even though it says it's for the holidays, there is one in less than a week. Get one for yourself or ask a family member to get one for you. If you have used or received this product or others, personalize your experience and talk up the Primal Origin Oils advantages. Or, you know, just, you know, tell a story about someone you know with a beard, you know, that needs this product. You know, maybe it's to your family or to your friends or something like that. We know that every company claims to have the best, but Primal Origin Oils challenges you to compare their ingredients and the feel and beard to the other products you've used. We promise you, you will see and feel the difference. Remember the code Locked On gets you 20% off at PrimalOriginOils.com. Use the code Locked On at checkout for 20% off. All right, welcome back to this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow this show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. Had a little bit of a blip there just a few seconds ago, but you know what? We're rolling through it, and you know we're going to get now to Tristan Jari's excellence because, I mean, that was a ridiculous display of goaltending from a potential future Vesna uh, Trophy contender, future Vesna Trophy finalist. And, hmm, I wonder if he deserved to make the All-Star game after that performance, or while he was in the All-Star game when he saved 14 out of 15 against the Central in the championship. Hmm. I, I'm wondering if some Islanders fans are going to feel a little differently after watching this one. Um, and yes, I am basically, you know, subtweeting, except I'm not actually, you know, putting this on Twitter. Um, 
But, you know, what a freaking game from him. You know, the first period, I know he allowed the first two goals, but, you know, there was nothing he could have done with those. You know, the first one, Marino, I think, needs to get that, has a better clear there. Um, he, he was just a really weak attempt on the PK to get out of the zone. I know he was basically on his backhand for that. If he was a lefty, he probably would have gotten a lot more juice on it. But that said, he basically just fed it right to Bergeron, um, who found Hall, and then he just gave it to Pasternak, and he does what he does best um, from, you know, the circle. And, you know, he's going to bury that 10 out of 10 times. The second one, just a great effort from Pasternak. Mar uh, Jari made the original save, but then Pasternak was able to just basically whack it in with his stick. I mean, that's just, that's a goal scorer's goal. He has 16 goals in his last 16 games. I mean, he is that freaking good. But from then on, just save after save after save. I mean, the glove save that he had on Nosek with only a few minutes left. I mean, that's probably the best one he's made all year. Um, looks like it's going to be tied. You know, he's in a good position, but then, you know, he's able to just flex the glove out like this on my video right there and just flat out rob Nosek. I mean, you know, and he was doing this, you know, all freaking game. You know, there was numerous times where the Penguins were hemmed in in their own zone and Boston would just... It was bombs away on the net. And Tristan was like, you know what? Nope, I'm going to keep making these saves. And it was a miracle. It was only 2 nothing going into the second period. He was that good. I even said on my social media, for those that are not there, I'll say it here, um, the team probably should have bought him five dinner, five steak dinners after that period with how good he is, or good he was, excuse me. But, you know, this was just, he continues to be stellar, cool, and calm, uh, calmly collected in the net. And, you know, the all-star break, you know, even though he played in the All-Star game, it, it hasn't seemed to affect him one bit. I mean, this is the same goalie that we saw in the first half of the season, you know, and if he continues to play like this, uh, I'll keep saying it, they're going to be a really tough out uh, come playoff time. I was really happy with how Tristan played. And then, you know, the other save where he kind of did like the Malcolm Subban behind his back and stuff. It, it, I mean, I know Bob Airy was freaking out about it for those that were watching it on television because he likes to freak out about everything nowadays. I mean, that's just who Bob Airy is. Um, I think, but I mean, that was another ridiculous save. And, you know, he just continues to at times put the team on his back and, you know, that, that that's all that they need um, at times. You know, this was probably a win that they didn't deserve. Um, if we go to natural stat trick here, I um, mean, look at the underlying numbers. This will probably go to show how badly the Penguins raw played and how much this was a product of Tristan Jari. Bruins had 64.5% of the shot attempts at 5v5. They had 63.8% of the scoring chances at 5v5. Uh, they led in high danger 9-8, and they also had 68.7% of the expected goals for um, just a dominant performance from them. You know, they just they didn't get quite the level of goaltending from Swayman as the Penguins got from Jari, and, you know, they just they could not finish their chances. Now, if we go to um, all situations, 60% um, of the shot attempts for the Bruins, um, scoring chances-wise, 62% of those. High danger, the Penguins actually led in, I think, a big part of that as due to their power play. Um, and then 63.6% of the expected goals for, um, in terms of um, expected goals for, you know, one to whatever, three for the Bruins, only 1.7 for the Penguins. So no, your eyes not deceive you. The Penguins, they were literally and figuratively outplayed in this game. But you know what? You know, that's the sign of, you know, regression to the mean, I think kind of coming back in because before the All-Star break, right? They had a few overtime losses where they probably should have won. I think the Seattle one, um, you know, outside of a few minutes in the third period, they were the better team. The Washington one, they lost, right? They were the better team. They lost in overtime because they, you know, 
they had Ilya Samsonov had his start of the year. But tonight, Jari has one of his best starts of the year. They get outplayed, but they get the timely scoring that they haven't gotten at times this year. And that overall was the difference. And of course, they played some pretty good defense, I thought, in the third period. But you know, when Jari was needed, especially late in that in that third period, um, he stepped up and then some. And you know, I just I, I can't be more thrilled with how he's playing right now. And you know, there's the potential, everyone. For Jari versus Murray on Thursday when the Penguins travel up to Ottawa to play the Senators for the third and final time this year, that's only going to have 500 fans um, because of the uh, Canadian uh, COVID province protocols up there. So, you know, that'll be fun. You know, Murray's really turned it around lately. So, um, I, I mean, I, I can't wait for that. But, you know, great stuff from Jari. Shout out to him. He is the reason why um, the Penguins won this game. Um, still have more to get to for today's show. We're going to go into the, the goal scores um, in the last segment, touch on what went into them, and you know, we're, we're, then we'll wrap things up. But before we get to that, Benline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the playoffs right to the big game in a couple of weeks. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real-time updates and of current games. So don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season. That has been online where the game starts. All right, we're back here on this episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. All this show is Twitter, of course. At Alonis for Penguins. And, you know, always, I always got to say this. Thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. So, getting into the Penguins goals that were scored tonight, um, that first one, go back and re watch it because Brock McGinn had a hell of a feed uh, to Danton Heinen. Um, that was probably one of the Brock McGinn's best passes I've seen him make this year. And, you know, he's continuing his strong play. I know he hasn't scored in a little while, but, you know, that kind of player in, as, in a bottom six role. He's going to go through the motions a little bit, you know, just not score times. But, you know, with that awesome pass to get the assist, that more than makes up for it, I think, in my opinion. And then Heinen was able to finish that off. Beautiful forehand, backhand move past Lehman. He was completely fooled there. And that is 10 goals. Jeff, if you're listening to this, that's my free cockeye barbecue. I will be collecting my investment when I come up to Ohio um, at some point later this year. But, you know, Denton Heinen was not done there. Um, gets his 11th goal of the season. And I put this on social media for those that are not on there. But, you know, so listen to Shell say this here as well. You know, it was only a matter of time before Denton Heinen was going to get hot again. He's too talented of a player to be down this bad. You know, I know he had those years in Anaheim. I totally get that. But, you know, those Ducks teams were not that good. But he's playing with a lot better talent. He's been getting the chances. He missed a couple, you know, wide open nets throughout this span. But, you know, this was, an I think, a nice little start for regression, you know, to the mean, I would say, a little bit. I was really impressed with how he played uh, tonight. You know, that second goal definitely, I think, uh, had the good fortune of a nice bounce um, from Jeremy Swayman because it, it looks like it hits his right shoulder pops up and then goes into the net. I don't really think he saw where it was. That's definitely a, a one that he would want back, but you know, credit to Heinen. He gets that role. You know, he, again, he missed a couple wide open nets about a couple weeks ago that he probably scores on nine out of 10 other times, but he was able to get this role. So that kind of makes up that a little bit, but then for the game winning goal from Cindy Crosby, Mr. 499, one goal away from 500, he'll only be, I believe, the second active player at 500 goals, of course. Who's at first? The greatest goal scorer all the time in Alex Ovechkin. So I had to put that out there, of course. But, you know, 
that goal was started and then finished by Crosby. Go back in that sequence and, and watch it. Because, and even though I'm going to explain it here, because the Penguins on the power play, they you know they just tied up a few minutes before, but you know Sid he's getting hounded to the ice, but is able to make this amazing pass back up to the point to Crystal Tank. If he's not able to do that, the Bruins are probably off the other way, and it's cleared. And the Penguins do not have that game-winning goal. Who knows what happens for the rest of that game? But you know. They're in the corner for a puck battle. Sid's digging deep, as he always does. Is able to win it. Falling down, passes it to the point. And then a beautiful passing play. Rust misses a sure goal, but then is able to get the puck back. Fires it to Sid, who puts it in the net. Top cheese over Swayman. I mean, that was a vintage Sidney Crosby sequence. And, you know, it just goes to show how much he put the team on his back, at least for those, you know, 30 to 45 seconds. Because, you know, that goal does not... It's not formed without Cindy Crosby being on the ice, and it's not finished without him being on the ice. He is the reason, you know, the team got that game-winning goal. And, you know, I, I, hopefully he doesn't score his 500th against Ottawa. There's only going to be 500 fans there. I would much rather he score that goal at home at some point this season. Though the Penguins do have another road game coming up on Saturday in New Jersey. I could see him scoring there because he's kind of tortured the Devils a little bit throughout his career. But, I mean, that was just a great goal from Sid. And, you know, just a great power play in general. You know, the Penguins, you know, that was, I believe, their 18th power play goal um, since January 1st, you know, which is tops in the league with Colorado. I mean, that's just, that's crazy to say because, you know, Colorado's power play is so freaking mint. But, you know, that was the one that, you know, was able to get the game winner. And then Brian Russ put it away with an empty netter. And, you know, he also had a little bit of a chip on his tooth. And he even said after the game that he's basically a real hockey player. At this point, but you know, going into tonight, I honestly did not expect the Penguins to win just because this is their house of horrors. Then they started bad; it looked just pretty dim. But Penguins were able to rally in the second period, finish on their chances, you know, on their counterattack to Boston, and then shot it down in the third period. Even though Tristan made some just sparkling saves, so this was a massive win. Two points. Um, Carolina also lost tonight. They actually lost to the Senators, four three up in Ottawa. And then the Capitals also lost in regulation tonight, too. So the Penguins, you know, they do have a game in hand on the Capitals. I'm looking at the standings right now. Five points up on them. They're also uh, nine points up on the Bruins for that final playoff spot. The Bruins, I know, have three games in hand. Um, but also the Penguins, um, for the ninth spot to be out of the playoffs, they have an 18-point lead on the Red Wings. Penguins are also tied right now with the New York Rangers for second place in the Metro. Uh, the only reason that the Penguins are in third right now is because uh, the Rangers have more, I believe, regulation over time wins. They're 30 and 13 and four. Penguins are 28 and 11 and eight. And then Carolina, they have three games in hand, but you know they are one point ahead in the Metro. So race is going to be interesting down the stretch, but Massive two points tonight. This team's back in action on Thursday. I still have another episode coming for you all on Wednesday. We're going to preview the game against Ottawa and we'll touch on some other stuff regarding the team. I really hope um, you all got something out of this one, and I appreciate every one of you listening to this show every weekday. Again, I'm back tomorrow, and I'm Hunter Hodes, the host of this show. Follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow this show's Twitter at LRSCorePenguins. I'll talk to you all on Wednesday.